This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruich and today's episode is called How to Build Value in Your Business So You Can Reap the Rewards and Cash In If You Sell. As always, I'll kick off today's episode with a story before introducing my guest. I heard this story from a buddy of mine named Mike, who's a business broker. Mike got a call a few years back from a man who owned a small manufacturing business with his wife. They were ready to sell their business and ride into the retirement sunset. Or so they thought. They asked Mike to assess the company's value and help broker a sale. Mike collected all the necessary information, tax returns, financial statements, discretionary earning reports, other key stuff. And after a few days crunching the numbers, he met with the owners. The company was worth, get this, about 120th, one over 20, what the owners thought it was worth. If they worked hard for at least five, maybe 10 years, they could boost the value of the company to a level where they could sell and retire as comfortably as they had imagined. They did not react kindly to the news. When Mike told me the story, he described their reaction as a tsunami of emotions. The wife was sobbing. The husband was yelling. Both were asking, how could this be? When I told this story to today's guest, Regina Bergman, She shook her head, smiled, and said, yep, I've heard that one before. It's a tale as old as time, sad but true, common as a three-leaf clover. Too many business owners focus on the short term. They earn enough revenue to keep the business running, maybe even grow a little. They pay themselves a handsome salary. Life seems good, but they're not preparing for the future. And when the future arrives, when it's time to ride off in the sunset, They're shocked to learn that their retirement dream is beyond their reach. That's why Regina helps build businesses that are sustainable, scalable, and valuable. Businesses that are worth something and ready for a lucrative sale when the owners want to move on. Regina Bergman is an international best-selling author, speaker, profit, profit acceleration, and exit strategy specialist. She's the CEO of Bridgeport Strategy, host of Pursuing Profit with Principles podcast and E360 TV show. And she's the co-host of LinkedIn Live Collaboration Conversations and the founder of Business Superheroes Mastermind Group. Let me take a breath there. <laughs> it's a nice long list. And, and I, I have experienced some of that stuff I just described. She does it all. She transforms businesses both online and offline, while helping entrepreneurs realize their vision of impacting lives and changing the world. Her signature program 
go beyond seven figures, helps business owners create six to seven figures and above in net profit. Regina understands the challenges faced by small business owners after building a business to almost $5 million in annual revenue, only to see it crash with the 2008-2009 economic downturn. She has a passion to see that small business owners get the assistance and resources they need to be successful and to thrive. Regina, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Thank you so much, Tom. It's a great pleasure to be here. And thank you for that great introduction. I really appreciate that. Well, we t- we talked about that story when we uh, met in advance of this episode yes. a couple of weeks ago. And you said, yeah, oh, I've heard that one before. So tell yeah. me about some of the experience you, you've had with business owners and Really, let's get down to some of the big mistakes that are at play with the business owners I described and the ones you work with. Mm, great question. Yeah, you know, it's, it's very common for um, small business owners to not build the proper foundation in their company that allows it to have that value when they want to exit. So many businesses rely on the business owner. Mm-hmm. to run that business. And when you get someone who wants to buy your company, they don't want to buy you. <laughs> they want right. to buy a company that can run without you. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, we work at working you out of the business, getting you free of the business yeah. so that the business can run without you. And there's so many elements to that. Uh, one of the things that comes to mind immediately is having systems in place so that anybody can run things. I, I think I may have shared this with you. I'm not sure. But years ago in my staffing firm, which was the company that I had built to close to $5 million, I had an aunt who was an accountant, and she came to visit me. And uh, she came to the office because I was working. I was that critical business owner that was needed for the day-to-day operations in a lot of ways. And all day long, she watched people coming in and out of my office saying, Regina, I need this. Regina, can you help me with that? How do I do this? What do I do? And she sat me down and she said, that's no way to run business. You cannot do that. You, You have to create those systems, empower your people to be able to do those things on their own so that you're not that linchpin yep. that it can run without you. And, and so many of us don't do that. And, and it's, you know, it's not our fault. We don't know any better. I didn't know any better. I thought I was right. doing a great job. People needed me, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the wrong way. They needed yeah. me in the wrong way. And no, I can remember. Yeah, go ahead. Go I ahead. was just going to say, yeah, it's a very common problem. Yeah. I can I can relate. The business owner gets caught up in working in the business and not yes. on the business, building those business exactly. systems. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's a very common thing and it's it's hard to, to work past it. It is. I remember in that staffing firm when we first started funneling our clients to employees. So we had, you know, these clients who were so used to coming to my partner or I uh, for their needs. And we started moving them over, shifting them to employees. And it was painful, Mm -hmm. you know, because they were so used to doing business with us. 
So we had to build that value into that employee that this person is really going to take good care of you so that they didn't feel like they were just being handed off, you know, and, and tossed around, if you will. They, we handled that with kid gloves. How do we yeah, make and, them feel good about that transition? And the way that you're able to delegate that responsibility to somebody else whom your clients will appreciate and, and, and trust right. is, you used the word earlier, systems, having repeatable Absolutely. systems, processes, yes. and so forth. So there's predictability, there's consistency, yes. and that is such a critical idea. And, you know, I want to I want to dive into that for a moment because you you emphasize this idea that if you are trying to grow the value of your business, it can't be rooted in you, the personality, right. the owner. And for, for my listeners and watchers and anyone who follows what I talk about for storytelling and, and creative content, that may feel like a really challenging idea. I work with a lot of coaches and consultants and other thought leaders, professional service providers. And part of my teaching is that you have to put your personality into the content if you <laughs> wish to stand out. And right. I do believe that. I do yes. believe that for lead attraction and for for connecting with Agreed. prospects, that that people will buy from you if they know, like, and trust you. But that does not preclude you from putting together systems that are yes. consistent that allow you to grow your business, to operate right. your business, to serve clients. The two things can yes. operate in tandem. Yes. And in fact, the, the businesses that are able to accomplish that um, are going to be most successful. And frankly, yes. the the if the owner has been able to sell using his personality and knowing and liking and trusting, if he has the right systems in place, the people who work with him and for him or her, right. 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 I need, to, <laughs> I need to emphasize that for him or her. I'm, I was talking about me hypothetically. Yeah. Um, they that they those people are going to have personality and and be yes. attractive to the the prospects and the clients with whom they work as well. So yeah. I I really wanted to get that out there that I believe entirely in what you're saying about systems. And I don't want that to preclude the people who are Agreed. leaning into personality and creative content to think that, well, that's not for me. I can't do right. that. Yeah. You as that leader of that organization, your personality runs through it, mm -hmm. whether that's in content, whether that's in the way your people interact with others, it all starts with you as that leader. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't, you know, people may see some conflict initially when we're talking about this, but if they think it through, I think they'll see that they're not in conflict. They work, those two things can work hand in hand together. Mm -hmm. What happens when you have systems in place is it allows you to step back and be the strategic element of your business. Mm -hmm. to create the strategy that drives the business to, again, as you mentioned earlier, work on your business as opposed to in your business. Mm -hmm. And that's where we, we get hung up. You know, most of us 
started a business because a we didn't want to work for the per- for someone else or we had this great idea or we were really good at something and so I said I'm going to go do that right well the problem is we get stuck in the doing that good thing I mean that thing that we're good at and we don't run the business yeah. we don't step up to the strategic level we stay in 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 the lower levels of the business doing the thing instead of creating a business yeah i i agree 100% so let's let's work on the hypothetical business let's okay. let's talk about those things that that business sure. leader ought to be focused on i know that you have a, a theory proven uh, <laughs> so it's not theory it, it's it's <laughs> Uh, a principle that you talk about, which is that there are really five, five areas. areas of the yeah. business that you want right. to focus on and that, you know, 80% of your success depends yeah. on this. So 80% tell us about- of your income will come from working, from spending 20% of your time in these five areas. Wow. Yeah. Repeat okay. that. 80%. Yes. 80% of your income will come from spending 20% of your time in these five areas. Are you ready for them? We we have to hear them now. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Lead generation. Number one, you can't build a business without some leads coming in the door, whether that's a physical or an online business. Doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. Converting those leads into clients. You know, it's great to have leads, but if they don't become clients, then, you know, kind of all is lost, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Getting those clients to buy from you more frequently. Yeah. So there are businesses out there that have a one-time sale, or maybe it's a one-time-a-year sale, you know, that that's the only interaction they have with that client. They need to figure out other products and services to surround that major product or service with that allows you to have more interactions with that client, more purchases throughout the year from that client. Yeah, and I'm going to jump in on, on that point. It what you're talking about there is creating opportunities, more products, more yes. channels that that existing yes. client can uh, can move through. But right. it also depends, and I know you know this, you just didn't say it. It also depends on having marketing and communication systems in yes. place yes. to nurture the upsell, exactly. the cross-sell, yes. the referral all yes. of that max those are some of the back end processes to these five elements absolutely yeah. and yes. and they're systems that you have to have in place it doesn't happen magically it doesn't happen <laughs> because on thursday you woke up and said oh you know i haven't yeah. focused on area uh, on area 3 that regina told me about i i guess today i'm going to spend a little time figuring out how to you know cross-sell and upsell and maximize the lifetime value of my customers. Now it's working a system consistently in a bitch. Exactly. Sorry to interrupt the three. Three down, two, three down, two to go. Number four is your pricing. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, increasing your pricing. Most entrepreneurs underprice their product or service. Mm -hmm. They discount uh, when they're actually giving away all their profit and, and, and cutting even below that, right? Most, uh, many entrepreneurs or business owners don't understand the margin pricing aspect. And, you know, if I want to increase my price by 
you don't just take your price and multiply it, you know, and and figure out what 35% of that is. There's actually a different equation for that. It's the inverse of that. And so there's, you know, we're underpricing. We think we've raised our price by 35% and we really haven't, mm. you know, so understanding that pricing. But when you raise your prices, if you think about, if you just raised your prices 3%, Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't eat out a lot. So my numbers may be off here, folks. Forgive me on this. But let's say you go to a, a fast food restaurant and you normally pay $5 for this hamburger. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I raise my price on that hamburger by five, uh, by 3%, it's pretty negligible, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Would How many customers do you think they would lose over that? Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. The same is true of you and your business. Now, you want to test price increases on a small scale to make sure. But typically, you're not going to lose a lot of clients. And actually, if you there's, there's a formula for calculating how many you can afford to lose mm-hmm. and not lose money. Yeah. And it's okay if you lose some clients because the ones you lose are typically the ones that are the biggest problem, uh, the most difficult to serve. And... So you get rid of them. You now have fewer clients to serve and are making the same amount or more. I'm glad you made that last point because (laughs) price raising can be a really effective way to clear the dead wood from your client base. Absolutely. You're, You're the ones who are reacting to that 15 cent price increase on a $5 hamburger. Those are the ones who are price focused and yes. you want clients who are value focused exactly who value what you deliver who value you yes who value the relationship and right. if they're value focused they are going to look past the yes. price increase in fact they're just they're going to fully understand it businesses right. have to increase prices over time yeah so absolutely really glad you brought up that point yeah it is so important and and every bit of that price increase mm-hmm. minus the whatever the cost of goods to sell that drops to the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that can be really powerful to your profit line. Yeah. And 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 I just want to emphasize this of, of the five things, we still have one more to get to, but of the five things, this is the one that when somebody like you says, you know, raise your prices, I know there are people out there who, who are cringing. It feels hard. They're, I know. they're, they're yes. conflict diverse and they anticipate yes. that, Oh, if I raise prices, I'm going to have to explain it. There's going to be all this conflict. There's going to be all this, uh, I'm going to lose customers and, and people are hesitant to do it. I've been there. I've felt that way before, but I got over it. And right. The, fastest and most effective way to increase your profits with the least effort start by looking raise at your prices at your pricing yeah absolutely raise your prices let me give them a little food for thought before we go sure. on into number five let me give you a yeah. little food for thought any company that is making at least a 50 percent gross profit margin Okay, so no more than 50% is going out in terms of cost of goods sold to create that product and sell it. Mm -hmm. And has at least a 20% net profit margin. Mm -hmm. Any company with a 
0.63% improvement in 12 areas that we like to focus on that the that are elements of the five, these five areas, these are some of the backsides of these five, mm-hmm. can double their profit. Mm-hmm. A 2.63% improvement in those 12 areas will double their profit if they have at least a 50% gross profit margin and a 20% net profit margin. So give us an example of what one, two, three of those uh, 12 things might be. You mentioned some of them before. Yeah, I thought I did. Upselling, bundling. Bundling is huge, right? Increasing your prices, yes. Uh, Having your unique positioning in the market. How are you different? Right? What is it that separates you from everyone else that attracts your client to you? Um, cost cutting is another one. And cost cutting, every dollar of cost that you cut drops right to the bottom line. Right to the bottom line. Whereas yeah. raising revenue, you have to take out the cogs or the cost of goods sold. When it's cut, when you're cutting costs, it goes straight to the bottom line. You've yep. just increased your profit with every dollar that you cut your costs. Yep. So that uh, pricing, upselling, Bundling, downselling, expanding your products and services, like we talked about. Drip campaigns, you mentioned some, mm-hmm. you, you referenced that without that term, but you referenced it. Mm-hmm. Leads, digital marketing, these are all some of the areas that, that can get you that doubling your profit. Yep, yeah. I love it. There's, there's about 40 what I call profit levers in your business. Mm-hmm. That's just 12 of them, but there's about 40 of those profit levers. And when you pull all of those levers, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> so you you still have one of our five I do still have one. I've been holding now. it so in my back pocket for let's you. Get, <laughs> let's get back to that. And it's really about what we've just been talking about right now, which is profit, sure. how you manage your profit. That's that's the fifth thing. Yeah. So we've yeah. got leads, conversions, transactions, improving <laughs> increasing the number of times they buy, increasing your pricing. And getting a handle on what your margin is on your pricing, really understanding that, and then managing the, the profit uh, yeah, elements so, of it. So critical. And and uh, so talk about that impact of focusing on on profit. That um, because I know that you believe that that focus on profit is really, you know, they call it the bottom line, they call uh, it the bottom for, line. for a reason, right? You know, well, that's that's the bottom line for for success that that term is now a a metaphor for you know the thing that's most important and that you need to focus on and so talk a little bit about that fifth thing and profit and why it's so important to focus on it can we go back to your story in the beginning about the couple who wanted to sell their business yeah well it wasn't just that they didn't have systems in place Mm -hmm. they probably didn't have the profit margin that the buyers were looking for mm-hmm. profit is critical they, people want to buy a business with recurring revenue mm-hmm. right with mm-hmm. high profitability as high as we can get that profitability mm-hmm. and with systems in place so they can hire somebody to run it if they want or you know however they want to do that but it, it doesn't require you mm-hmm. and so that profitability is really important one of the things that that is important is understanding the leverage points, if you will, in your profit and loss statement. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, as business owners, we should be having a profit and loss statement, whether we're creating that ourselves or a bookkeeper or an accountant is creating that. It's something that that we should be looking at mm-hmm. uh, routinely, but not just looking at. There are ways to monetize the profit and loss statement. Mm-hmm. Hmm, monetize it. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> it means really look at about how you create more profit in your business through managing some elements on the profit and loss statement. Mm -hmm. Now, there are only three elements that you really have direct control over in terms of monetization, right? Everything else is either a factor of a couple of numbers or it's, you know, the the detail of a number. Mm -hmm. So cost of goods sold has detail in there. The gross profit margin is a result of a formula, right? Mm -hmm. The net profit margin is a result of a formula. The mm-hmm. overhead is what it is, right? Unless you cut your costs, <laughs> right? So the only three numbers that you can really impact are revenue. We've mm-hmm. talked about one way of increasing that without having any additional cost. It doesn't cost you any marketing or advertising to raise your prices, mm-hmm. right? Instant increase in revenue and loss of clients that are eating up your time and energy, yep. right? Yep. So that's a twofer, right? (laughs) We got a double benefit out of that. Yep. You can decrease the cost of COGS. There are things that you can do to make sure that your cost of goods sold are are contained. Mm -hmm. Okay. So second step is lowering your cost of goods sold. Yep. Third step is lowering your overhead. Mm -hmm. And again, there are steps that you can take to find out where money is going out that doesn't need to be going out and then and then correct those situations. So yep. if you do a 5% improvement in revenue, mm-hmm. so you increase your revenue by 5%. We talked about 3% a while ago and how small that was. Well, let's look at 5%, which is a no-brainer. 5% increase in revenue, a 5% decrease in cost of goods sold, mm-hmm. and a 5% decrease in Um, overhead, Mm -hmm. you have a net 45% improvement in profit. Beautiful. With those three numbers. You want it to be 50%, takes five and a half percent in each of those three areas, get 50% improvement in profit. So I want to ask you about the cost of goods sold for a service provider, a consultant, a coach, uh, um, and so forth. I think one of the traps that people get into when they start hearing this idea, well, if I reduce the cost of goods sold, I, I will, or it it just, if I cut costs in general, if I cut costs in general, then I win. I probably, we said it a minute ago, it goes straight to the bottom line. And so they, they cut back hours for that consultant they've hired to run social media or or whatever. And they begin to pull (laughs) things back onto their plate. Right. Thinking that they're saving money and they're helping their business. When in fact, just the opposite is happening. Exactly. Um, Can you, can you talk a little bit about that and how to reconcile what you were saying about cost cutting with, the the admonition that, oh, no, 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 no. You don't want to do that. Right. And let's, let's go back to the cost of goods sold for a moment first. Let's hit on that first. If you're a consultant or a coach or in a service business, 
your cost of goods sold is very low already. You don't have a very much. So there's generally speaking, not a lot we can do in cost of goods sold. We have to work on the other two areas. Okay. Yep. All right. So then cost cutting. When's the last time that you audited your credit card statements and your bank statements to make sure there's not some automatic charge coming out every month that you totally forgot about mm-hmm. that you may not need, right? Um, there are advantages to, if you're, if you, let's say you have an office and you hire a cleaning service or a landscaping service to, to take care of those premises, the, um, you know, only a part of that is going to the employee, right? The rest is going to overhead to the company. So why not hire someone instead of the service? Hire one of your employees to do the cleaning, to do the landscaping, or their family member. That's a cost-cutting opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. There are lots of ways that you can cut costs. We're not talking about reducing your services and, and pulling all of that back onto your plate. But looking strategically at, do I need this? If I have a subscription or I'm paying for this product, does it contribute to my bottom line in a positive way? Right. Right? And if not, do I need it? Yeah. How many times do we get caught in shiny object syndrome and we buy things and they sit on our computer, guilty as charged. Yeah. They sit on our computer and then suddenly you're going through your, through something, looking for something one day and you go, oh, I forgot all about that. Right. You know, yep. we've all done it. We've all done it. So it's, it's looking at things more strategically. What do I really need? What do I not need? Yeah. And, you know, there are, um, there are some services that work with colleges or work with learning institutions where, uh, depending upon the state you're in, Mm-hmm. or the country you're in that you can hire interns at a reduced cost um you know that can do some of that work for you you can outsource some of those social media things those right. you know whatever there are lots of things that you can outsource to them so it's yeah it's stepping back strategically saying when's the last time i audited this stuff am i auditing on a routine basis do i balance my checkbook every month Mm-hmm. Do I look at my credit cards every month, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, um, you know, and my supplies, am I, where am I at on supplies? You know, am I overbuying on my supplies? Do I even know what I have? How's my inventory looking? You know, I mean, because even as a service provider, you have supplies, right? Yeah. You've yeah. got paper that you print on. You've got, you know, cartridges through your printer. You've got. Uh, computer supplies, you've got, you know, there are things that you need to run your office. Mm-hmm. Are you doing that smartly? Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Smartly? It is now. <laughs> it, it, it is a word. It, it definitely is a word. And so as I'm sitting here listening to this and I'm putting on my uh, business owner hat and right all these things you've said that you can look at, that you can think about. And then after you've looked and you decide, all right, here's what I need to do. Here's what I'm not doing. Here's what I need to undo. I think part of what, what goes through my mind is how am I going to get all of this done? Everything that, that we've listed. And so that begs the question we you've shared with us 
ideas and tips and strategies and high level stuff. But what is it that you do when somebody hires you to work with them or somebody, how is it that you beyond a podcast with the story power marketing show or an email that you send, how is it that you help get all of this stuff done when somebody is engaged with you? Great question. So we start with a dive into your company. Let's look at your company and where what's happening with those approximately 40 profit levers in your company. Mm-hmm. How many of those do we still need to pull on those levers, right? And what kind of result could we get mm-hmm. in your company from pulling those levers? Then we create a, a roadmap. We prioritize those things. Which ones are going to bring fastest results. We want to get some of those in at the beginning. Which ones are foundational that need to be focused on? Like your positioning in the market, that's foundational. It drives everything else you do. Knowing who your ideal client is drives everything, right? So we need to make sure, have we really nailed those things down? If not, we need to spend some time on that. So we lay out about a 12-month roadmap of how we're going to work together. And I do one-on-one coaching, but I also do group coaching. Uh, and in my group coaching, it's really one-on-one coaching in a group setting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, right. so we're taking care of everybody's needs, and uh, and I also provide a um, what I call an e-learning academy or university, and mm-hmm. so they get weekly lessons mm-hmm. again, structured in such a way that we're taking care of the foundation and building from there, right? Beautiful. So Beautiful. I support you all the way through that. I'm, I've been told I'm the best handholder around. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. And for those who are interested in learning more about it, connecting with you, uh, signing up for whatever it is they can sign up for, where do they go and awesome. what could they get? Well, I am excited that uh, on the 22nd of this month, mm-hmm. I have a very special event coming up. And it's a two-hour free workshop, and it's called Profits Come from Knowing Your Numbers. Gee, go figure. Uh, How to monetize that profit and loss statement. So we're going to dive deeper into that, show you exactly what those COGS reductions are, the overhead reductions are, the, you know, half a dozen ways to uh, increase your revenue. Mm -hmm. We just talked about one here today, right? Without, and these are things that you can do without spending money on marketing and advertising. Mm -hmm. So we're going to cover those things. We're going to look at um, what is possible depending upon the size of a company with with their profit and gross profit margin. That profit margin will run some scenarios on that and show what's possible if you just implement in, in these 12 areas that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like I said, it's a two hour free workshop. I'm really excited to be able to bring this uh, monetizing yeah. your profit and loss statement. And, and for those who are not able to attend live, who hear this after the 22nd of the yes. month, uh, are, will they have access to a recording? They can get access to a recording. Yes, we, okay. yes, and we do have a Facebook group to support it as well. There'll be a workbook with the work class. I mean, with the um, workshop, there'll be a workbook for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, if they're hearing this later, that would be that we can we can get them set up for that. So where do they go to get access to this? 
Okay, so the link for this is, um, of course, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash BIT, that's B as in boy, IT as in Tom, dot LY forward slash profits with a capital P slash or dash capital R capital B. And um, I will get that to you to go in yeah, the show notes. It's going to be in the show notes. So uh, in case you didn't get that, we're going to put yeah. it in the show notes so that you can link to this. You can get access to this event. And if you're listening to this after the 22nd of August of 2022. Yes, 22nd of August. Yes. Yeah. Then um, we will... Uh, we will give you access to a way to get a recording. How else may people connect with you? Are, are you? Uh, I am on LinkedIn as Regina Partain Bergman. So just a quick aside, some places you're going to find me as Regina Partain and some as Regina Bergman. I was married for 44 years and my husband passed. I was Partain for 44 years. My first book was published under that name. And then everything else has been published under Bergman, because uh, I remarried. And so I, I decided I would use both names and then they can find me wherever I'll pop up in any searches. So uh, Regina Partain Bergman on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram is Regina Bergman, I'm sure. And then um, I also have a uh, Facebook group called Entrepreneurial Leaders Making a Difference. And so if folks are, you know, it's a free Facebook group. And so we support entrepreneurs there. Um, my email, Regina at BridgeportStrategy.com. Yep. Bridgeport Strategy. Right. And the website, BridgeportStrategy.com. Well, actually, the website is BridgeportIsMarketing.com. Ah, my apologies yes. for getting that. That's wrong. all right. And, and there, if they go there, .com. Yep. if they go there, there's a link there. They can get four free videos on generating all the leads that your business can handle. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Any parting thoughts before we call it a day? Oh, good question. Yeah, this, this has been fun, first of all. Thank you for having me here. And I just want folks to know that, you know, they don't have to go through what your friends went through. Mm-hmm. If if they start now and and learn what it takes to create the value in that company, yep. then th- that's why I do profit acceleration and exit strategy. Those are the yep. two areas that I'm focused on so that we get people to where they can go do something else if they want to and yep. walk away comfortably. Beautiful. And I want to reemphasize a point that we were getting at earlier. A lot of people hear this kind of business advice and and they think, well, it's for it's for businesses that are making products and have inventory and have cost of, of yeah. goods and um, cre- cost of goods created and so on and so forth. This applies; these principles apply to service providers, to coaches, consultants, if, professional yes. service providers. So much foundational. Yeah, so much of what we talked about applies to any business. So go back, listen to this, take notes. There are so many gold nuggets in what we discussed today. And then go check out that event, whether whether you're able to attend live or see it after the fact. Highly recommend it. 
And Regina, thank you so much for spending time with us on the show. And we'll cross paths again, I'm sure. Thanks for listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com slash resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails. Download free business building resources and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.